commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grax Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole net news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to the premiere of our Star Wars Infinity series, part one, the prequel trilogy. But first, an excerpt from Chiss Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, and Dave Loney teases the next chapter in Ahsoka Tano's story. There'll be a house, Ben granted Adam to discuss. All right. Thank you, Rex. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening in on Core World News. Uh, we have two big pieces of news today. Uh, first, let's talk about the upcoming book release, uh, Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. Uh, Grant, I know you read this little excerpt thing. Uh, what were your immediate takeaways there from this this old piece of literature? This this excerpt was fantastic. We got a deep dive into the ruling families of the Chiss Ascendants, the nine ruling families. They were even named in this, which I, there's not a lot of exposure on the different on the families and the factions. I think there was a bit in the last book um, that was Thrawn alliances, right? The last. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think there was they I think we got a little insight into the factions in that book. Um, obviously, the navigators and the. The final act of that book is is really interesting in terms of what what happens with the Chiss. Um, but I I mean this was awesome. We had incredible characters. We got this like Captain Batif, general kind of military figure in the Chiss ascendancy. Um, obviously got insight in the political structure and kind of how the the syndicure meets and convenes and all the families have a word. And uh, the Chiss ascendancy and Chiss space is bigger and 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 there and uh, you know, in, 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 it it's like nine or so planets they inhabit, and I feel like that's that's super interesting. I didn't realize it was more than just Cilia, the main planet. So that was cool to to learn. And then, obviously, the cliffhanger ending of this excerpt was awesome in terms of like this commander being like, "There's only one guy I trust. There's only one person I want to call on for this investigation of these attacks." I thought that was that was rad. I can't wait to yeah. read it. Yeah. They ended it with the the uh, the visual of the cover, which is striking, like definitely a young Mithron Naradu. Um, yeah, I would. This is like very. I'm surprised how much a that they packed into such a short excerpt. It's right there on StarWars.com. You can just scroll right down in the article, and it's you know it's a couple hundred words, but uh, it's it's great. It, it's actually it reminds me of the Silmarillion a little bit. Like it, I feel mm. like that's the way they're going to go. Like, and like, he's going to get into the lore of this other world that's within the galaxy that we know. Like, I mean, their little corner or their good sizable corner of the outer regions, um, which is really going to expand the galaxy a lot. And, and it's really interesting to see a, a colonist, uh, race that's taking over other worlds that have their own indigenous populations. Um, but it's like it's part of their ethos. And then they're just like, no, your planet's mine. And this is this is the way um, that we're going to do things now. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see the story. I feel like at first blush, I was a little worried. It was feeling a little Star Trek-y. Um, but I, I think they're going to be able to walk that line. Zahn knows this world inside and out. He's been writing about, you know, or thinking about um, Thrawn and the Ascendancy for decades. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see how many planets yeah. were named. Uh, in terms of like the the territory of Chiss, the Chiss ascendancy, mm. like we got N- Naparar, which right. is a Legends planet, and it's yeah, like all all the planets from Legends. If you have the Star Wars Essential Atlas, like they're all valid. Like it's all they're all name dropped in this little excerpt here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you shared with us that um that image. We should probably put it up on the Discord server so people can take a look at it. But it's um or maybe uh, we can grab it on for the gram. Yeah. But um, speaking of the gram and social, did you guys see what Filoni posted just 12 hours ago? Uh, not till you brought it to my attention. Yeah, actually. just a, a picture of Ahsoka, her silhouette in the distance. And he writes all the answers coming soon. Dot, dot, dot. Adam, did you see this? Uh, I did not. But that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just white. It's a sil- like tiny silhouette of Ahsoka and all the answers, and that's it. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, – f- what What are your first thoughts on 
um, on this this little nugget of awesome. Well, I mean, I would love a follow-up series to Rebels. I mean, that's I think we're all looking for that story to continue. Sabine and Ahsoka going to the unknown regions. That that sounds like an incredible epic that I want to see. You know, in either animated form, live action, a video game, whatever. This could be you know any medium. I don't know if it's gonna you know it's gonna be specific to TV and animation. This could be something else. You know, altogether. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. I mean. Um, she's a beloved character. Filoni is really big in the Star Wars, you know, area right now. He's working on the Mandalorian. He's clearly transitioning into just being not only animated, but also into live action. Um, the Clone Wars ending was really well received on Disney plus. They're clearly looking for more content Mm. and frankly, not to get too like inside baseball. Um, I think a lot of, um, companies are now looking towards animation uh, yeah. doing a lot of animation oh, projects yeah. because you can do that during a pandemic or a lot of it during a pandemic that you can't do so that was probably a all those things coming together coalescence and i wouldn't be surprised if we hear a i, I would have been surprised that's probably one of the big announcements during celebration this year is probably going to be you know and here's your next animated show yeah i um i just finished rewatch my first rewatch of um rebels and that I was just bewitched by it this time around. I know I keep saying this every episode, but I just finished it. It just got better and better, especially since we've been doing this uh, Pillars of Star Wars series and really thinking in depth about the influences on George Lucas that, you know, and and, and the things that are sort of need needed. We think, you know, I think for new Star Wars, like Filoni hit them all, all with with a plum. Like he just it's just tone perfect. The characters are amazing. There's like diversity he by the end of the series there was an ensemble 16 people deep and it was like all different races there's an ugnod and a Zygerian or not a Zygerian but um uh you know like a bunch of different uh species and races and um and people coming together and he just nailed it man and and it was an emotional journey and you know the you know spoilers but um I, I assume you've seen rebels um if you're listening to this but the the last scene it just uh, just rips my head off. It's you know, it's it's Sabine Wren with Ezra Bridger's lightsaber um, going with robed Ahsoka, who's like God tier, like superpowers, like no <laughs> lightsabers to be found. Um, Obi-Wan meets good Palpatine sort of like level um, Ahsoka hopping on a spaceship and, and heading off into the outer regions not too far from our from our friend Thrawn. Um right after the return of the Jedi. And I was just like, I I need to see this. I need to see this so badly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think if Filoni wants, you know, wants to head up another thing or, you know, maybe he's got a mentor that he wants to do this. I think we're in good hands and we'll get amazing content out of this. I I wonder what, you know, of course I would prefer. Well, I don't know. I I can't even say I'd prefer live action, but um, I think that would be a great thing. I hope it's, I hope it's more than just that we're, you know, learn about, Ahsoka and the Mandalorian, because that would just be sort of blowing it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want an exposition dump in the Mandalorian. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. see all the stories. Totally. Yeah. Also, it would be nothing, right? I don't expect her to come in and start talking about that because the Mandalorian would be like, "Cool, so now who's Ezra?" And we don't even really talk about Jedi, so everything you're saying makes no sense to me. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Ezra has become like this Tarzan or like. Kazar Beastmaster Beastmaster type character out there in the wilderness of the unknown regions like yeah symbiotic with the nature and and creatures around him much like he did with the Purgles and many of the creatures over the series yeah just since we're talking about the end of Rebels right now so it's it ends you know the last time we see Ezra he is trapped in the Chimera which is uh uh, Thrawn's Death Star. Um, he's got three Purgles dragging the thing into hyperspace, and it seems like he made a deal with the Purgles, which is mm-hmm. kind of odd because he's like, "I have to do this," and he seemed like he knew they were going to take him as well. Where were the Purgles in Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I thought they would show up. I thought they'd be, you know, in the rear and then take out, take down the planet. I think it's one of those things you got to make a bargain with the Purgles. 
and yeah. uh, you make a deal with them and you do it the deed, but it's you know you probably have to pay in advance with the purgles. I'm thinking. So like they, they're not going to take you to Mount Doom. You got to no. pay. You got to like you got to suffer. Yeah. We also have to be real careful with what we take from the from the cartoons about the live action because <laughs> everyone we do is one step closer to time travel, mm. and then that's a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. Love it, in, love it in Rebels. There was time travel in. Yeah. Rebels. Love it in Rebels. Keep it in Rebels. Don't bring yeah. it into the live And they action, literally, please. you know, they. it seemed that, um, you know, in Rebels that the Emperor had captured the portal into, like, time and, like, restructured it um, so he could get there. And and uh, Ezra destroyed it. So that's sort of like, I feel like that's Filoni being like, okay, listen, this exists because reasons. No, because no reasons. Um, and now I've destroyed it. So, like, relax, you know. <laughs> It's like, okay, that one's that one's gone. If they want to time travel, they're gonna have to find it another way, but maybe yeah. it's it's in there. I you know, second the first time around, all we talked about was a time travel and whether it was a good idea or not. Um, but this time I was just sort of I, I was I thought it was interesting. I saw I was on really it. interested by the Emperor kind of like hovering over that that uh, goblet of fire, like blue yeah. fire, kind of like moving his hands around like a mystic and, yeah, and kind of affecting things from afar. It was bizarre. It was very like almost like witchcraft or something. It was, it was really interesting in terms yeah. of like, I've always thought he did that sort of stuff, especially with Anakin and Padme and like the whole, basically the entire conspiracy. I thought he was doing the sort of like, you yeah. know, cursing things and, and, and kind of affecting things from afar, like, like that almost, but you never see it. And then in Rebels, you just see it. It's all of a sudden you're like, whoa, he is this yeah. dark warlock character. Yeah. And we get a little bit of it. I feel like in the original trilogy where we see some of his like acolytes wandering around in the background. Yeah. And then like yeah. almost weirdly in Rise of Skywalker, it feels that way. It feels very mystic in terms oh, of the definitely. setting of it. But it's right. It's kind of a bummer they didn't go full force into that into in the prequels because i feel like weirdly they were trying to like it's it's happening almost i think it make can feel a it surprise over your shoulder but it just yeah you never see it uh, you know uh, no, explicitly also we get uh, is the best scene in the entire trilogy which is have you ever have you ever heard about darth plagueis the <laughs> right <laughs> right that's why everyone loves that dark mysticism right there mm -hmm. right yeah, I think part of the Emperor's character is that you don't see him. Like, that's a, you know, it's like whenever you get any sort of backstory or him speaking, it's a gift because he's always speaking in riddles. You know, he's scheming. He's probably lying. It's like, yep. you know, there's, you, you don't know the Emperor, but it's it's always a gift. And, and he has so much gravity in every scene that he's in. Um, pretty awesome. Well, speaking of multiple pathways, you want to uh, get on into our... Uh, our Infinities episode here? Our World Between Worlds, let's do it. All right. You know it is possible to change fate. There are infinite paths and infinite possibilities, but you must open the door. All right, and this is a new segment we've been, we've been kind of discussing behind the scenes for a while, and I think we've teased a couple of times on air, but... Um, I'm a big fan, and I think Grant is too, of, of uh, the serious comics that came out in the early 2000s from Dark Horse called Star Wars Infinities. And basically they're a riff on the Marvel What Ifs, which is basically just you take the story you know and you change one element and you see where it goes from there. And, um, you know, I won't go through all of the... They did three, three of these Infinities comics um, for the original trilogy, one for New Hope, one for Empire, and one for Jedi. Um... But the New Hope one, it was what if they basically didn't blow up the Death Star at the end of the end of the movie, and then it takes that takes that storyline and games it out all the way through the end of the original trilogy. And The Empire Strikes Back, it's probably the darkest. It's what if Luke had died on Hoth? Basically, what if he froze to death on Hoth? What if you take Luke out of the equation? What wow. happens there? And my favorite, which is Return of the Jedi, because it gets very butterfly effect-like, and it says, basically, it's what if C-3PO broke during Leia's bounty for Chewbacca? So basically, what if there was no interpreter for Jabba during that moment? And <laughs> it, it's pretty incredible. That one's my favorite because it goes from there. Everything else before that happened as it would. There's that one little element that you change. And by the end of the comic, you get to some pretty spectacular places that I won't spoil for uh, our listeners. And I believe these comics are on the Marvel Unlimited app. So if you want to dive into them, they're definitely worth a read. Um, and so we thought it would be fun to kind of do our own riff of that. 
we have uh, nine movies. We have nine movies in the in the trilogy or in the series to work through. And we thought today we'd focus on the prequels. And each of us just kind of randomly chose or assigned ourselves one of the movies. Uh, we came up with an idea of a what if scenario. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of tell, to just pose it to the other people live on air. We haven't told each other what our scenarios are and see and where it takes us. Can we game out what would happen if one minor or major thing changed in the movies? All right. And uh, you're going first. You got a um, Phantom Menace, right, Adam? I did get Phantom Menace. Um, and, and I have two. I'm just going to use the first one because um, it's more butterfly effecty, which I think is fun. So it's kind of a minor change. But I want to think, get you guys to think about what would change throughout the entirety of the story if this happened. And if you solve it real quick, if it doesn't go the way I thought it goes, I have a more major one. Okay. Uh, so you all ready for this? Yes, please. Okay. What if Anakin lost the pod race? That's a good one, man. That's a really good if one. Anakin lost the pod race. I f- it, it, right now you're testing Qui-Gon's relationship with Anakin. I feel like Qui-Gon would secret both Anakin and Shmi out of that hovel in on Tatooine and yeah. away from Watto. Because we know they'd be stranded, yeah. right? They'd That's have right. no yep. ship. Yep. You know, they'd have the handmaidens and Panaka and they'd just be like SOL. Uh, but the thing is, you're you're forgetting that um, Maul is hunting them right now. Right. I don't know. Then Shmi might get or Shmi or Anakin might get a te- a, be threatened by Maul if he pursues. And that might I mean, you're I mean, you're yielding a lot of interesting ripples in the story at that yeah. point. And I so it's, s- it's nonstop. Everything. I think every infinity idea we come up with is going to have ripples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's multiple ways it could go. Absolutely. There's no yeah, one. But so sure. we have to we have to pick one way it can go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say I could see a Mandalorian type scene, like a Mudhorn scene where uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon are confronted with Maul, have all they can handle. But like out of instinct, Anakin saves them and and they they defeat Maul. Yeah, let's let's game that out for a second, because we just learned in E.K. Johnston's um, uh, Queen's Peril, right, that Maul was on Naboo gaming out all of the ways he would he would separate Anakin or, or separate Obi-Wan from uh, Qui-Gon, right? Yeah. So if this yeah. happened, do we assume, I don't personally assume that he had thought about this confrontation. So my thought is now the confrontation is more likely to occur in a weird way that probably benefits Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan because it's not as planned out as the core reactor. Core, yeah. Which means, yeah, I have a big feeling that Maul would be defeated at this point. I don't know. I think you're... Yeah. Underestimating Maul. I think now you're right. Like if he was, I I guess I missed that part. Like so, he was specifically scheming to separate the two of them. Yeah, Yeah, in 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 Queen's Peril, there's a whole thing where he's literally running between the um the uh, force fields to make sure he could do that. And he you could tell you could you watched him walk all the way from the hangar bay. Yeah, right. But that happens after the confrontation on the Nubian cruiser. The first right. time he hits him. But my so, point is, do you think he was planning that he had a similar plan on Tatooine or was he just reacting? I, he was just reacting. I think he found them and was like, I'm going to yeah. take them down. Um, so he was, he's less scheming. Yes, yeah, he's less, less scheming than I, I, I don't like his chances. But if he was like if he was like stalking them through, you know, um, that city they were in um, and was picking them apart one by one. I mean, he could he but, could wipe out the whole squad. Nonetheless, I don't think a lot would change that. I think Maul would remain elusive, especially if he was outnumbered. And I think it would just, the story would have the same result. Ultimately. Well, how do they get off Tatooine? Yeah. So let's say they defeat right. Maul they or escape. Converters from Watto or whatever. The no, part. they need a whole ship. Because now they don't have a ship. Because they've they, lost the ship to Watto. In that side bet, the chance bet with, uh, for, his, um, for his freedom. So they're still slaves with like with like head explosion devices. Yep. That's a tough road to hoe, man. <laughs> I mean, so they've got a, He's got a fake ship. That's what they would do. I feel like Qui-Gon Jinn would go full rogue and take a ship and get that kid out of there. So that's the, kind of, the conviction. His conviction is pretty strong. You can feel it. But so they need to a, free the slaves, though, like yeah. free them from being slaves. So they might need to free all the slaves. Right. So you're kind of getting to where I got to is you get to the question of does Qui-Gon, you know, break from his moral beliefs to save this child, to save the chosen one. And then if he is at that point, 
what's the difference of him taking Shmi? Like, wouldn't you just take, if you're doing yeah, this, wouldn't you just take Shmi? So now the question becomes, so now they're sidetracked. So let's say they're a day off. I'm sure Shmi might be a large target. I'm very scared with Maul being on Tatooine around time. Yeah. So I think what actually kind of happens with this storyline in this way we game it out is it almost turns into less than do what if Anakin lost the pod race, but what if Shmi came with Anakin? That would be awesome. I mean, that would be. This, this yeah, has a lot. That was a family. When I saw Qui Gon, I was like, Qui Gon. Oh no! Sorry, Ben. Father, this is the mother, and this is the child. Yeah, it's like this is the fam- family. But it, even if it's similar to yours, Ben, it's different because now we have there's ten year difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this is now ten years because um, we also have the thought of so now that he has to go. So now Qui Gon has to go back to the. Um, back to the Jedi Council and basically say, yeah, so I stole these two slaves. I broke all of these rules in the Outer Rim. Like, are they going to be like, that's fine? Are they going to, what's going to happen there? I think he's banished and it's a really interesting story. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, that would be incredible. That would be like a Kurosawa story with him trekking with Shmi and Anakin and like starting their own school and and I don't know. I love that. If so, you say he breaks rules to get free of Tatooine, and then he gets punished by the council, and he's like, and they'll probably he's like, by the way, I'm gonna raise this child. He's the chosen one, and maybe they don't even test him, but they just kick Qui Gon out, and they're yeah. like, you're done, what, done with you. And he's and he, yeah. he's halfway there to being like, I don't need you guys anyways. So you'd have this rogue entity, um, you know, raising the chosen one. Well, well and then they haven't stolen a ship and two slaves and and. You know, probably having a bounty on your head from the huts at that point. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, going against him. And, and then what happens to Naboo? Because, out of room. because right. in the movie, um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are given the orders to go back to Naboo, right, by the council? Yeah, but they have um, Padme with them. And I think I think what would happen is um, the Nemoidians would just start slaughtering the people there. And, you yeah. know... I mean, even though the emperor needed that leverage, then he needed the leader there. So actually, so, they can still they can still have Padme plead her case in the Senate. That's that sure. would still happen, even if Qui yep. Gon was kicked out. Right. So but we have my, to assume that that um, I don't know. Actually, so, that they're still on their own. So I think they still go back to Naboo and try and free Naboo. Why? <laughs> because because, Pad, because Padme's with them. They're free. Qui-Gon's, you know, is now, you know, wolf and cub with but if Shmi's um, in the picture. I think Qui-Gon, Shmi, and Anakin would go, yeah, you know, into you know, somewhere, you know, rural and hidden away on some and abandon and abandon um Naboo? Not and, abandoned because the Jedi I think the Jedi Council would still give two a couple of Jedi to go with them. Mm. Like they did. So maybe you get like Kiati Monday and like Base go to Naboo, yeah. do the same thing. That would thing, be awesome. I want to see right? it. The then you get thing. them taking yeah. out Maul because Maul's not going to go after. Oh, they would get it done. Mace would get it done. Yeah, Maul you know, you know what? I think might have. Sorry. So what? What do you think happens with Obi Wan? Because that's I don't know. That's a good does question. he go? Does he go with Qui Gon or does he? Does he stay with the Council? I think. I think he would side with the council. I agree. I think he would stay with the but council. But I, I don't yeah. know. He's still a Padawan, so I don't know if they make him a Jedi Knight. I think I think they would. Uh, Qui Gon would try to make him a Jedi Knight. Be like, he's fine. He had nothing to do with this. Yep. And I think that they would probably keep him on. So he might be one of the people that go back to Naboo, or his story's over. Like, over, right. he just he's does just another stuff. Jedi. Yeah, he just who's just, going to be think, taken out at Order sixty six. Invested in the yeah. in the protection of Naboo from the Trade Federation. In you know escorting the uh, the queen away from the planet, like I think he already is invested. I think he he has to see a see a mission through as well. So I think he's not going to bail on the boo. I think he's going to go through with much of the the actions and plot points we see in the film. Like I think that he would I stick really with Qui Gon. And I mean, yeah, he saved Jar. He brought Jar Jar into his, into their fellowship, like. Qui-Gon's pretty invested in Naboo. Like he that was a pretty interesting campaign. Yeah. Oh, so you think you think they, they would go back? He'd be like, no, let, let us go back. Yeah. But he if would, he's out of the order, I don't know that they I would. I also think he is so obsessed with the I think Anakin would want to help too. Anakin would be like, Oh yeah. You mean the angel? Like Yeah, yeah we gotta go help her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's tough though, because his mom's there the entire time now. So do we get the I, bonding yeah, the scene on the ship? In this uh ripple, which is interesting, which I really yeah. like a lot. 
I still think that like ultimately this movie ends the same way, except that you don't get the uh, lightsaber battle with Maul because presumably they've already killed him. Right. Um, and if they haven't killed him, then but this also saves Anakin's soul, right? That's what this does a little bit. Maybe, but it looks well, leave that's, it there because I, I think we maybe. might be trampling on Ben's a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. But so, this, uh, yeah, I can dovetail into that. But you, you have something yeah. else you want to end on this? Uh, no, that's good. I could t- I could talk about my other one, but I think this one was pretty was worked pretty pretty oh, yeah, well. Give us, some, give us some of your other ones real quick because I have okay. a few on the, So the only other one I came up with, and it's kind of organic as you mentioned it, is uh, what if they don't actually rescue Jar Jar? What if Jar Jar is not banished from the city? That's huge. Yeah, I you, think that then you have a different ending. I, I, I think you I lose think the war. You lose the war. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have a rogue. You have a rogue. Uh, prince uh queen yeah and you does know? and does orders does champler does does he become supreme chancellor because you don't have the pawn that is jar jar to put forth the order to put forth right. the motion i actually it. think you i think uh the queen dies on her planet i think she goes back and like she's so like whatever she's i mean her she's like our fate will not be different than that of our people like she would go back and die in service of of Naboo. Yeah, totally. Um, and but maybe that still feeds into, you know, Anakin, even at that early age, never forgets how he couldn't save her life, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like Jar Jar Binks, so I think I would want to keep him in the film. But... Well, I, I, it wasn't a judgment. Like, it's not me doing uh, yeah. it like wishful thinking. I just yeah, he's yeah. a linchpin to so much in yeah, the series yeah. that he removed. I think he makes so much sense in, in the context of the film, too. He feels yeah, like yeah. a power character. He feels like this kind of, uh, like, you know, outcast, societal outcast who has this beautiful arc to become a little bit more confident in himself. And then, yeah. And, and Qui Gon's compassion towards him is, is really touching. And then, obviously, Obi Wan doesn't really care. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's the he's the link to the other indigenous species yeah. on. Yeah, the, and you get all the Gungan uh, stuff, which I there needed to be a few alien races in that movie. And then I thought the Gungans were super interesting, and I really like I like just wanted as much Gungan as possible, and they gave us a lot, especially based on that teaser, yeah. that first that initial teaser that Adam brought up the other day. I was like. I cannot yeah. wait for whatever this this uh, civilization is and what what their their whole thing is. Yeah. And uh, I love the Gungans. So, but I don't know if if he was if they didn't save him. Are you talking if he they didn't save him and he was imprisoned uh, in Gunga Din or or, or whatever? Sure. Uh, or, or he or, died. Maybe he's bug he squat. Or he got trampled. Or or he just didn't run into him. Or like, what if one of the massive fish ate them immediately? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because that could be credits. That's very organic. There's a lot of close calls there. There's like three calls. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened without Jar Jar. I feel like he's essential to the kind of some of the plot. He is, yeah. Yeah, I think it sort of crashes and burns there. Yeah, yeah. After that, they're they're sort of, it's they're wasted, and who knows? Yeah. All right, Ben, want to take us into Like, it's like, why introduce the Gungans if Jar Jar's not going to, you know, continue on in the journey and, and be a part of I don't of think you, their, I think if you don't see Jar Jar, you don't see the Gungans. I know. Right? That's what I mean. Yeah. You have to insert new kind of civilization or new yeah. sub uh, group too. Right. They're sort of essential. You need a, an indigenous thing to keep the thing going. Totally. Um, all right. So uh, I did attack the clones and I thought about a couple different options on this one, but the one I um, arrived at was what if Shmi lives? Yeah. And survives her wounds at the hands of the Tuscans. So Anakin arrives in time. Mom, are you okay? CPR, whatever he has to do. Like she's yeah. alive. He, he, yeah. you know, what? Um. So from that moment, what happens? He's he's there. He's holding her arms. She's like, you're going to be okay. And she is. Um. Or what? Happens? Oh, the tone is totally different. This yeah. is like uh, operatic kind of like escape at this point, where he saved his mother, and this is like beautiful sym- symphony of, of, of sounds you know right. he's... so does does he kill the tuscan camp no i think he just no. gets out. i mean hopefully he no gets out. yeah no he doesn't Uh-oh. do that he it's also the is sacrifice. It's, the, it's the sacrifice yeah. yeah he's also kept his promise right so he has a feeling of success yeah right totally um it's interesting like so my question is so he obviously brings her back to the lars homestead I'm guessing she stays at the Lar- Lars homestead. I don't think Shmi is a, a traveler by any stretch yeah. of imagination. I think Anakin still goes off into the sky. I think he still goes to 
I think he still goes to uh, 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 Geonosis. Yeah. Well, how cool would it be if, if he saves his mom and then he he contemplates revenge and then he travels back to the Tuscan camp to get revenge because he sees his mom is so withered and damaged from their treatment, you know? Yeah, I just that don't. Would, that, I think it would still happen. I think no matter what, he would take out some anger in this moment just based on the circumstance. You know, because... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'd feel that anger. I think if Shmi's alive... I think he has that love, and I think he has that pride, right, of saying, but I did it. I came back and saved camp, you, like though? I said I would. What's that? Is he saving her from the camp? Is it still the scenario? I think is that's what yeah, that's, said. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's on the rack, but she's alive. When he when he cuts her down from the rack, she's like... But near death. Near death. Near yeah. death, but alive and going to live. Okay, okay. okay. I think I Klieg know. is much more likely to go back and take yeah, some Klieg, some Yeah, you're right. you're right. Klieg would go back out there on a hover, like, a hover bike or something. Um, All right. So which way are which way are you going? Are you gonna go that he kills the uh, Tuscans or not? I don't think so, but I think Grant, you're thinking he does. I don't know. I mean, at that point, he he wouldn't. There would be no motivation to do that. So I, I mean, think his soul is saved. I yeah. think he doesn't fall. I mean, it's interesting though, right? Because it really doesn't change much in terms of like plot, right? Plotting doesn't change so much. He still he still rescues. Like okay, so think about it. I guess he would still probably marry Padme. Would he marry Padme? Because like he's not this like lost broke puppy. Why don't, for why don't we take it back a little bit, right? Yeah. So let's go to Geonosis, right? So yeah. he, we assume Geonosis probably happens as it happens in the movie until he meets up with Count Dooku. Right, 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 right. Yep, because he's not. Yeah, he's not kind of falling to the dark side, right? So he's probably more likely to listen to Obi-Wan. Well, Count Dooku's major in Anakin's fall. So if he, he meets, if he has that same encounter with Count Dooku and loses an arm, and that and he's, he, the, the revenge narrative is built at that point, and Palpatine can manipulate that narrative, like, it's over. Because Count Dooku was, like, you know, the, the, the actual, like, the seminal, like, turning point for Anakin. Like, he yeah. killed Duke, he cut Dooku's head off. Like, that is intense. That's why the movie got a PG-13 rating altogether. Because that yeah. scene... Like, but very- again, I think that scene plays out differently. I think, again, it's almost word for word how it happens. And he goes, kill him. And Anakin just says, no, I can't. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't think he... I think just not having that anger, not having slipped right. to the revenge side of it, I think he just... I think they capture Dooku. I think... I just, it's interesting. Yeah. But what if Dooku took his arm, though? I think, Ani- I don't think that matters. I don't, I don't think that Anakin feels that hatred anymore. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't fear, he didn't feel that, that anger, right, from losing his mom. He didn't see how easy revenge is. Right. So what happened? All right. So let's say he doesn't, he, uh, he doesn't lose to Dooku. And they've now, at, before, before the um, separatists, like attack has started they've captured their leader see that's the part i'm i'm struggling with is i'm not sure so ben walk us through why do you think that would change the fight between dooku and and obi-wan at the end of of attack of the clones so i i think is obviously i'm leading you on here but, mm-hmm. but um so i'll just keep i guess interjecting here at least in this part but yeah, yeah. he um i think if he has if he saves his mother Suddenly, he doesn't have that tremendous fear of loss mm. that is what really fuels his whole turn to the dark side. Um, so I think suddenly, rather than like fear of loss, like frustrated, angry, just slaughtered everyone, like slaughtered all the Tuscans, which is we've discussed before, is we think is his real fall to the dark side. I think he's the opposite. He's confident. He's focused. He's empowered. His people are free. And I think you said it, Adam. I think he listens to Obi-Wan and they do it together. Right. And they take him together. And I think they, they kill or capture Dooku. Um, but yeah. I think it's because he's feeling he's thinking clearly. And it's that one point. He's like, you know, instead of not working together, he doesn't just lash out like an idiot. He's like focused. He's centered. He's empowered. He's feeling good. And um, and he, you know, and they, they do it together and they do it right. And they, they actually have the power together to defeat Dooku, which right. may be heresy because. But Yoda yeah, didn't. But was, all they had to do is keep him occupied long enough for Yoda to get there, which he was hot on their trail, you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, I that's what I thought would be an interesting yeah. way. It's like they could, if they kill or capture Dooku, 
So then they, yeah, then they mean they get they get the they get Dooku. They also get the plans of the Death Star because Dooku's shepherding the Death Star plans, right? Yep. So no Death Star. Well, now, I, I didn't even think that far ahead. <laughs> but so now, now my question. Well, that's that's the far far. That's the thing. Like, is there a war? Right. Like, that's my. Is question. there a separatist like faction? I think there still could be. I don't think. I think you could. I think Palpatine works smart enough that he could find another figurehead. But my question is: Does Dooku know that Palpatine or that that Sidious is Palpatine? Yes, of course. So would Dooku roll on Palpatine if he was captured under, while he's captured by the uh, the Jedi? Yeah, I didn't think about that one, but yeah, probably because, then, because he, he did it to Obi Wan, and yeah. now he can be like, "Tell them what you told me." Because then the jig's up. Because then, because then you have all the Jedi can go after and take Palpatine down. He's 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 big, but he's not he's not winning that fight. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, so I had I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If that's where you think it's going to go, then you think like then they kill him and it's over. Okay. I don't know. I hadn't. I thought that there's more likely that they would kill Dooku. Okay, gotcha. Not capture, kill. Yep. But I like you know, that better. Maybe, Maybe not. They they probably would more likely try and capture him. But I mean, you know, I mean, he's fighting with chain lightning and stuff. I mean, like, they, yeah. In the last movie, they death, sliced. I think, yeah, I think uh, his death is like celebrated by the Jedi. They're like they're fine with it, right? So, so I, I mean, was, right. So if they do that, then so now, but okay. there's still there's still a clone army. Still a clone army. Yep. That with Order sixty six implanted in their head. With the Order sixty six implanted in their head. And then, um, you know, but it's, See, that's gonna and pop it's the off Jedi's and... fault for making that clone army. Like they created that those that army. So, you know, does the emperor blame the Jedi and they get into like a political battle for, you know, like, oh, well, you made this police state now, but I'm totally going to use these clones, you know. Right. But you have the Jedi creating them. Yeah. And, you know, that and the emperor is still in control. I mean, maybe even if they even if he rolls on them, how do they take action against you know, the the chancellor. Right. Then it feels like a coup. Right. Yeah. And they don't want to be that political. So I feel like there's like a political battle that goes on after that. You know, suddenly the emperor is or the, you know, the chancellor is scrambling and he's trying to like, you know, consolidate his power against the Jedi and still try and take them down. Um, but without a, a war, I, I don't think that the separatists would do anything without a leader. Yeah. Like, who's going to take Duke's place in the separate and lead the separatist army? Ugh. The Nemoidians. Right. Grievous army, and Grievous yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's like it was it was his specific power role there. Yeah. You know, Duke's that sort of really united the separatists. It's odd. I still feel like Palpatine is successful in the end. Right. Somehow with his scheming. I feel like he still somehow gets the fall of the Jedi because Order 66 is still there. Right. So he could just yeah. totally at any given time wipe out the Jedi. And then that's done. The point is that he's I the Uber and everyone underestimates his ingenuity, you know, and his yeah. ability to improvise. Like that is the that's the point is he's able to outthink the hero. That's why he's threatened, right. you know. Well, so, uh, OK, you but guys keep you, going. Finish but up, then you don't, so let's say everything kind of plays out like let's say Palpatine wins. Right. Meaning wipes out the Jedi is becomes emperor through political maneuvering, let's say not war, what, what have you. But what's interesting too, is you also have Obi-Wan, let's just say just for argument's sake that our three main heroes survive, right? Obi-Wan, Anakin and Yoda still survive just for argument's sake. What's interesting is Obi-Wan doesn't feel like a failure. His, 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 his Jedi Padawan did not fall to the dark side, nor yeah. does Yoda feel like a failure. So now you have these three really powerful Jedi still surviving do they go off and restart the Jedi Order with with the with the twins? What happens? Yeah, I don't think it's as there's there's not there's no more threat really to the story. So well, I mean, you're saying the Emperor still won though. That's I kind so, of feel like so. Yeah. There's you still get a Galactic Empire. I then, do. I think you know, so. Yeah. Uh, but they're added into the you know the team there. Yeah. I so. I figured, like, if they were in conflict, you have all the Jedi still that survived the Battle of Geonosis, which is still a lot, right? Enough to that fight the whole war, right? And then, but, you know, let's say there's, there, you know, the Emperor does attack the Jedi with everything that he has at his disposal, political will and the Galactic Army, even like Order 66, you know, 
even if you know if they're pushed out i think they need to regroup but do they have the whole they can't sneak up on the jedi like they would have in a separatist thing that's true yep don't you feel like palpatine would just pop order 66 and try to get anakin in a secluded place like get him in an alley or something like that and just have very similar conversations uh, but Order 66 only works because there was they were divided up across the whole galaxy with a legion of stormtroopers around each Jedi, you know, but like if it's after the war that, you know, troopers go where troopers go and Jedi go where Jedi go. And they would have to be like an actual like physical war against them. And I think the Jedi would probably abscond before they like they're not going to battle in the streets of Coruscant against legions of clones. Right. Um, But what I. I don't know what I thought you they might have. do if yeah. it was all out war and the Jedi knew that it was an emperor, that it, this this was the Sith now. And they knew that he well, I guess they wouldn't really know he's the Sith, but he like illegitimately stole this, you know, this crown and created this crown and this job. I was thinking there is a rogue army out there in search of leadership. The droid army. Oh, the droid army. And right. so, like, I thought the Jedi might employ the droid army <laughs> and actually they'd be the ones to mobilize the separatists to liberate the galaxy from uh, from the evil clutches of the emperor. So yeah. you would have the Jedi fighting with the droids with, with against, the droids with the separatists, separatists against the separatists yeah. that aren't led by Jedi. I mean, right. against the uh, the against the, you know, clones oh. not led by Jedi. Right. I love that idea. Actually, That's super cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's the Jedi, the kind of ragtag Jedi that survived whatever Order 66 was and then joined it with like droids and the free yeah. people of the galaxy against the Empire. That's like it's fun because you get lightsabers, blasters, ships, you get like every, yeah. everything in that scenario, which is. Yeah, kind of really yeah cool. I like that. I do feel like Palpatine still pulls the Order 66 trigger, but you're right. It's not as successful because. Yeah. But maybe takes out half three quarters of the Jedi. So they're definitely depleted. That's, that's a large estimate, but sure. I'll give you, I'll give you the half or three quarters, but I, I mean, even if, clones he, if, he, if he popped the switch at Geonosis, then maybe it would have, you know, the, I could see half of the Jedi, you know, dying, right. but they're not going to fight a battle to the death against clones. They're going to leave. And you think if they carpet bomb the Jedi temple, they wouldn't take out a ton of Jedi. Like okay. just, okay. All right. You're right. That's possible. It could just be the Jedi that survived Geonosis are the only Jedi yeah. forward. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like we're not down to like, you know, single digits, but maybe but, we're down yeah. like a lot. So they aren't. Yeah. yeah. And plus, Palpatine's probably been doing a good smear campaign on them, right? Yeah. That so it's interesting. Like kind of this more of this. Yeah. I like this idea. That they end up with the Separatists and the and the uh, and the and the Droid Army because of yeah. that, right? They flip two evils. That's sort of the that's sort of as far as uh, I took it. I do like the Jedi's chances though with the Separatist army uh, yeah. against against the clones and and the Empire. But um, and I just yeah, that's the I don't know the most intriguing thing. And it also makes sense that it would be much more human of them. Well, I don't know because then they'd have to kill humans and not droids. Yes, you know, the yeah. clones, and yeah. that would be that would you be more, more difficult. Fallen Jedi because of that, right? Like, is there more? Do we yeah. does that lead to the re-evolution of the Sith? army right do we just does this war take such a toll on the soul of the jedi that you guys are gambling that way too far i'm still back it's... with shmi being alive and come with us it's if fun. palpatine was even depending on shmi dying which i don't think he was i don't think he was i think he was i well, totally if think you guys he think he engineered that entire thing was that in the comic was that in the it was Vader? never it was never touched but it's such yeah. a crucial part you think of, he engineered the, the capture fault. of tuscan raiders the you think he engineered that no, I think he yeah, saw it. I as think a, he did. Oh, you think he? Oh, really? wow. I, that's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's so crucial. It's so crucial to the whole thing. If that doesn't happen, like, like it, he's he's a whole different person. I guess he could try and just tutor him, you know, with his and try and just influence him in other ways. But I don't think Anakin falls unless you know unless yeah. his mother dies. I agree. I think I think Palpatine's still there. I think Palpatine's still. Influencing stuff. I guess one thing we didn't think about is that I guess we'll assume that he still marries Pat Padme, though I'm still a little unsure about that, because if he's more sure about being a Jedi and more confident in being a Jedi, he might be able to convince himself to leave it alone. And he's not the lost puppy that needs to be yeah. saved by Padme. So that maybe they don't end up together. They don't get married. And they that also means no Luke and Leia, which is super depressing. But um, if that happens then 
then Palpatine doesn't have the card he can play in episode three, which is the death of Padme, right? Right. However, if they do get get together, together, if they do get together, that actually helps Grant because then as much as he doesn't fall, he's still going to have those nightmares of dying in childbirth, possibly. Palpatine can still do the Darth Plagueis the Wise speech, right? So maybe he still does convince him to fall. Yeah. (laughs) I actually thought that too, that it could be the Jedi, like Anakin could still fall. Um, but the, he would have to fight against all the Jedi. All the Jedi, right? right. It may not be as successful. That'd be really so. He still loses Anakin. We still get the twins. Mm-hmm. We possibly still get Darth Vader. Right. Where does yeah. Where does Padme fall on that? If on that, you know, if the Jedi are have been, you know, the the that if if the Chancellor unilaterally starts attacking the Jedi, what does Padme do? I mean, I, I have to think she's like, let's get out of here and join the jet. I mean, Jedi. I think she joins the separatists because I think yeah. she even understands. She's very politically yeah. savvy. I think she understands Wait, guys, why the separatists who they are. Trampling on on one of my infinities here. Yeah, welcome okay. to the welcome to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can we can cut it short here. This is further yeah. than I thought. You know, we'd even take it, but there's there's a lot of really interesting butterfly effect things would, that come out of that. Would Padme still die because she's sad? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, if if Anna, you know, if Anakin you know, she could, they, I mean, there could be a real rift. Is she, if he joins the um, Empire, if Anakin joins the Emperor, and um, and she joins the Separatists, yeah. then they have real conflict there, and he could still kill her. Yeah, it's true. Or she could just fall over and dead from sadness. Yeah, guys, this is a perfect <laughs> segue to my infinity for the what if bad base, sorry, gonna... Let's do it. What's your Let's segue? Yeah. My so I have major infinities and I have minor infinities, and that's based on the the level of repercussions or effects, right? So my major one is Obi Wan and Yoda heal Padme at the end of the film. Yeah, all right, that's my major shift. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's like that one first. Where do you want to talk? We were going with this this conversation, so I just wanted to like throw that out there. Yeah, let's start with that one. Wow, (laughs) that is she leads the rebellion right against her. A hundred percent. I also love that you're like, what if they heal her? I'm like, I would be like, what if she doesn't die of a broken heart? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, no, bring her back. What, what? And maybe there's force energy injected, and she can even uh, yeah. speak with Anakin for a second or something. You know, like some kind of across the stars, Ray and Kylo type thing. Sure. Minute, just because of their energies going into. Oh, yeah, and she's carrying two very forced. Exactly. Force yeah, yeah. A lot of in her, so maybe she gets a little connection yeah. that way. That'd be but, crazy if there was like in utero force. force <laughs> yeah. Force pushing, or like, yeah, like, yeah, that'd be insane. That'd be crazy, but so that's really interesting, right? Because then you don't have okay, because there's yes, um, you still have Obi Wan being sad and upset that he lost his Padawan, right? You still have Yoda feeling like he needs to leave, but now you have it's a little less, right? There's hope there. There's more yeah. hope at the end of there's that because of you have yeah. the twins being raised by their mother. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. She already was in the nascent stages of forming the rebellion. I know. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. so she's definitely running the rebellion, and I'm guessing she convinces Obi Wan and Yoda to stick around. I know. I bet. Yeah, it starts a little collective right there. Especially because she has twins that are probably going to be force sensitive. And her and voice was, I think, needed in that moment. Maybe that's why everyone scattered. You know what I mean? Like she was such a prominent voice for democracy. Oh, I'm going so much further on this. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump just... way ahead for a second, and then we can jump back. <laughs> Okay. So, do you think then that means um, Yoda is, uh, is to, uh, yep. teaches Leia? Yeah, and, that's what I have written right after this. I said, and, and yeah, Ben and the Obi Wan teaches because Luke. it makes perfect sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense that he all that foreshadowing of him, you know, speaking with younglings and being able to manage young minds and and teach young children how the, the ways of the Force. You know what I mean? Like, and being a mentor figure, I was like, oh, he should teach someone from childhood because he's the perfect kind of person you want to yeah. be around as a child and we know from the books that's what he who he wanted that's who he thought the best hope yeah. was was leia yeah. can you imagine saddling obi-wan with luke though <laughs> <laughs> luke is like i already messed up one skywalker i have another one you want me to do this again and he's like even <laughs> yeah. whinier oh um, yeah oh that was my point was gonna be can you imagine how insufferable like a uh like rich Luke Skywalker would be as a young, like how much of a brat God. he'd be. But like, uh, so now we have Luke and Leia. And Leia's perfect. Leia's yeah. like totally perfect all the time in everything she does. 
<laughs> so, so we have Padme running the the rebellion. We have Luke and Leia being trained as Jedi from a young age, from Obi Wan and and Yoda. Yeah. So yeah. basically, right. like, there is no fourth movie, or the fourth movie is just them running roughshod over the Empire and being like, "Yeah, we won. Game <laughs> over. We won. Restart the Jedi Order. We're cool." Again, we're underestimating the Emperor, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, it could still be quite a battle. Well, it's fascinating because we still have Darth Vader in the equation, right? So we still have yeah. their... So right. they, and that's they a heated rivalry between Padme and Darth Vader. It's not even I a love this movie, a romance anymore. <laughs> I think maybe... I bet the two of them together could um, bring Anakin back from the dark side. Yeah. And, and you get white armor. Radic, you get white armor Vader. I think. I like it. Yeah. And then, yeah, then the five of them versus the Emperor. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing bringing him back from that. Yeah. The I, have another, I have another weird one end. for you guys. Here's a weird one. Uh, Anakin uh, slash Vader is recovered by Mustafarian natives instead of Palpatine. <laughs> what happens in that scenario? Uh, he dies and then moving on. <laughs> no, he's, he's revived by them. They're they like tribal they, magic. Right. Yeah, like tribal magic. Sorry. I think, and they show him the secrets of like the old, um, the ruins under Vader's castle. What are those called again? Uh, I can't remember, but yeah. What's the, what's the group? I don't know. Uh, we'll call them Mustafarians. Yeah. Oh, Lady Corvax in the temple down there. And oh, yeah, yeah, Corvax. Yeah, Lady Corvax. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, but there was. I mean, that's a Sith temple, right? Yeah. Uh, was, yeah, it was. They call oh it, no, it's the Corvax Temple, but, right? Right, but it's a place of dark side yeah. power. So yeah. I think it, I think I I like this one because I think it goes like more dark magic mysticism Vader, right, and he's weird. he's a he's chaotic <laughs> evil, you but know. He's learning he's like and training himself. He's like basically Ray, because he's learning and training himself, not right. being exposed to the Empire. So does he go and take on the Emperor to take over the Empire? Right, like does he? Right. Well, he's like, he's like, like a rival Sith instead of, Lord instead of like a a, a slave yeah. to Palpatine. Like, I was just because th- I was thinking it's kind of organic because why would Anakin return to slavery when that's where his life started? Why would he go back to you know be Pal- Palpatine's yeah. henchman? Oh, he would. He could be this independent kind of phantom, you know, yeah. curtains who's dashing in and out of battles and stuff like that. Maybe he to truly fight. is the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like Phantom yeah. of the Opera Menace. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, something like that. I have I I have trouble thinking that um he would have been liberated by uh the emperor. Like if the emperor was still going there, like he would be like no no no, he's mine, but for the sake of argument, let's say like he, you know, he's taken away and the emperor doesn't go to Mustafar at all to save him. Then well, yeah, I think he's this awesome rogue dark side energy. Or he's energy. deemed worthless in that moment. Maybe that's the better. Oh, that's true. Just like kick that's down. That's interesting. Man. Uh, well, know. my thought is that the Mustafarians like scuttle him away into the Lady Corvax's yeah. temple. It'd be yeah. the same thing as Yoda hiding out in Dagobah, right? Because the Emperor wouldn't be able to sense him because he's near a great power of dark side. So the Emperor would oh, just yeah. assume he just melted, right? He just was, right. he just fell in the lava is now nothing. Which was the most likely outcome into yeah. that melted Anakin. Maybe they could still outfit him with like cybernetic parts too. Like maybe he could still riff oh, all on wood. the stock scheme. Especially oh. with the comic. Yeah. Um, also, have either of you seen the first season of the show The Terror? No. Of the first season of Terror? Yeah. yeah. So yes. the very end, when they go and they see the guy who survived it and is just living with the Inuits. Yes. Do you remember that part? I feel yeah, like that's yeah. the end of this end of this thing. Is Darth Vader is just a cloaked figure living with the Mustafarians, and like someone <laughs> yeah. walks by and they don't realize they just walk by Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. No, I think I think he's seen too much. Yeah, he's going to plot some sort of revenge. Um, but I, I I love the idea of him like chaotic evil, you know, on the outskirts plotting his revenge. I bet he well, and Darth Maul. Meet I was up. gonna say he almost becomes Darth Maul, right? From the oh from yeah, the Maul's animated. No, Maul's still alive. Then. Maul's still so, there, yeah. so and they they're, could they're, team up. Yeah, that could be his new apprentice, or he would have to fight Maul yeah. if he picks his own apprentice somewhere. You'd be happy, Grant, right? You get a lot of well, Maul in this. They team up because I can see Luke. You know, having to go to Mustafar for some reason, and that's where he comes across his father as this, like, you know, charred phantom, you know, from the past. Mm. And it'd be like a totally different samurai epic, it's, you know, I and mean, it'd be totally different. Well, it's super interesting, too, right? Because from Obi-Wan's like perspective, yeah. from Obi-Wan's perspective, he's not lying because he does truly assume that Anakin Skywalker's dead. 
So when he's training Luke, everything he said and Yoda saying is accurate in terms of he's dead. So you get the father reveal yeah. in a much different way, right? Because then even even Anakin and Yoda, or even Yoda and Obi Wan, be like, "Wait, what? That guy's alive." Plus, you would not have Obi Wan dead, right? Because he wouldn't be on the Death yeah. Star. I bet uh, the plot though is that instead of trying to like having to defeat his father, they need to recruit his father. Yeah, mm. it would be like it would be like the sequel trilogy. It wouldn't be as it wouldn't be like the original trilogy. You know? right, 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 right. But First, like they, their yeah. intent, their plan is to recruit to save Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and and use him to fight the Emperor. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? That does um, make sense. Yeah. So when I was watching the Revenge of the Sith, I, what I wanted most was for Anakin and Palpatine to fight. I just wanted them to fight for at least like five, you know, like two yeah. minutes, three minutes, and exchange some dialogue. Because mm-hmm. um, that I, it, I just, it's so needed. It's a minor, it's a minor uh, infinity. It's not a major infinity. This is just kind of a thing I kind of wanted to pull out of it. Well, you'd get that after that. If uh, you followed my last scenario, he would they would be fighting on the right side. I mean, the Emperor could just discard Luke as they both, you know, go to attack the Emperor and you just get Vader v, you know, Palpatine, which would be Vader, Vader v Sidious. And that yeah, would be, yeah, that'd be cool. a heck of a fight. Yeah. That's it, really. Um, yeah, I was thinking, it would be cool to see a triptych of like the, the discovery of the Sith Lord's identity, but like through like three different, you know, storylines like a clouded one where the jedi are clouded and they totally get surprised by it unclouded where they handle it properly and then like a nightmare scenario like it just goes terribly wrong you know what i mean like something like that in that one moment that'd be really interesting to see like oh yeah different yeah. realities for that discovery yeah it's wild be a good time i'm still thinking about that fight with um with Palp- with Sidious and Vader, you would have the Vader because Palp- uh, Sidious is a father figure for Anakin Skywalker. You have the like father and son battle again, but it's flipped. Right, it's flipped. It's the- and then even during the battle, maybe Palpatine can say something like, uh, "You were my master's greatest like accomplishment," and kind of hint to some sort of dark cloning or something like that. Where it's still yeah. vague, but it's like. The legacy, like he knows yeah. Anakin's legacy, and it's like right. he knows the ultimate truth about Anakin. So like, you know, he can use it as he can manipulate that and and use it to hurt him. Yeah, yeah, be- absolutely. We would definitely be pitching that. And if if Vader had been hunkered down for twenty years, you know, studying the dark side of the Force from Moment and like whoever else, you know, that- just can maybe like use lightning on Vader too, and like the pain stuff can begin. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been thinking about the pain and Vader's pain and how it could have been, there could have been larger beats in the pre in the prequels. Like, uh, for instance, the Jedi Temple. I don't know if Anakin taking out all the Jedi is as effective as like Palpatine going in there and and, and slaughtering all the Jedi and Anakin going in and being like, I allowed this to happen and like falling to his knees and just being like the pain and that right. echo chamber of pain begins yeah that's interesting Grant. it's almost worse to have him if he was just like behind yeah. palpatine just allowing right. it to happen it's almost worse yeah. than him doing it himself right like that is yeah right because when you're mad you're not thinking about consequences no. you're but just saying like, they're bad yeah when i could have stopped it. it i could have stopped right. it right you did that total narration going through your head entire and the entire time yeah i was like i don't really like watching palpatine in action like i don't what? i i, I oh, don't man. like his flippy fight with yoda personally oh. but i My do heart. love I do love him using lightning, and I would have loved him to walk into into the Jedi Temple and just like shoot lightning everywhere and just mowing down Jedi with lightning. I, I could I could I could get behind that. Oh right. yeah. yeah! If you've ever played Battlefront Voldemort. as uh, as the Emperor, you've done that exact thing. He just like conjures this like cloud of dark side, yeah. rises up over all the like stormtroopers, and just shoots lightning down at everyone, and just destroys like and just wreaks carnage and yeah. it's super fun and it's beautiful oh, i love magic i love magic palpatine i do not i'm not a huge fan of lightsaber palpatine oh still that clone wars episode where he double wheel dual wheel oh, yeah. favors that's, against that's pretty sweet uh, maul and that was pretty awesome he just like <laughs> yeah. the smackdown Ooh. as usual like stuff that happens in the animated series i'm much more i'm much more okay with because it's animated right i can get behind yeah. it i can feel like this is fun it was a beautiful scene too with yeah. like Sith frescoes in the background and oh. 
so the interesting if Anakin was banished from the Jedi when Palpatine, Palpatine tries to force him on the council. If they yeah. were just, no, we're not allowing this. And yeah, you're out. They exiled him. Yeah, that could be another infinity, right? Like, what if... Yeah, I think Qui-Gon leaves with... I think Qui-Gon definitely leaves the Order. No, I'm saying this is Revenge of the no, Sith. Revenge of the Sith, and they put him on the council. So what yeah. if they did put him on the council and say, yep, you are yeah. a full master, you're, you're on the council, you're you're cool, you're one of us. Is that enough for him not to turn? Is that little, like, pat in the back enough to him to be like, yay, I'm good now? I think so. We might have talked about this in our Revenge of the Sith conversation but i think so but hey yeah. that was only 120 episodes ago <laughs> mind a lot of revenge of the sith and that's a movie where there's a lot of like overt choices that the characters have to make and uh -huh. i think the audience already imagines the other side of that choice you know yeah so we, we mind that pretty heavily I, yeah i think intentionally lucas made it so there's like these really delicate dominoes fell in the exact right you know order and angle to to get that fall right i mean the other thing we haven't talked about at all is the will of the force because everything we're this exercise yes. ignores it. Yeah. Um, because you can instantly explain anything. Yep. But I mean, we're saying, OK, so Shmi doesn't die because of the will of the force. That means that the force willed what? Right. Yeah. I'm so glad it didn't come up till the end because I so imagined you all when I was saying this to be like, well, yeah, it would happen the exact same way because will of the will force. force. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 Which the that's probably true, but not as fun. Um. <laughs> Well, with how the rise of Skywalker ends, I could see uh, a mirroring of that situation with Anakin and, and Sidious. Now, that would be like an interesting alternate reality where the idea of striking the Pal Palpatine down to then allow yeah. entrance or, or possession over you is like that's kind of interesting. If that was if that was in that moment, it would make perfect sense. You know what I mean? It would really there'd be more rhyming than than there is now. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that would be it. If Palpatine ended up in Anakin's body, that would just be the end. of it. No, not that. Not that. More like he would block it last second or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love those moments. I love when it's just the last second something else. Yeah. Um, what else you guys got? Anything else? Any other infinities? No, I'm we covered to... a lot. Yeah, we covered <laughs> okay, a lot. Good. I was trying to like game this all the way down to Ray, right? Like, what would happen? But I think with all of these, it all depends if... Yeah. We don't I know the timing of, of Palpatine's cloning experiments. Right? I know, and I'd rather not dip into the trilogies that we haven't... Um, that we haven't covered yet. Like, let's... You know, we'll, yeah. we can, you know, we'll focus on the original trilogy next time, um, whenever yeah. that episode is. Yeah. Um, and uh, it'll give us sort of different things to talk about, rather than really taking them all the way down to, to Ray. Yeah. Agreed. We got a lot with saving Shmi, though. I gotta say, like we we extrapolated yeah. heavily on that idea, and it was it was good. I liked it. It was real good. I love that yeah. little that little change is huge, right? Like that's just yeah, in an interesting way, and it's fun. I, I especially think with the prequel trilogies, the one I spend the most time going, Ugh, what if this happened?" Right? Like it's right. so frustrating to watch, and not not in a bad way. It's just so hard to watch a story that you know ends with his fall right with anakin's fall so he's been the entire three episodes just going like but what if he just didn't do this or what <laughs> yeah, if this yeah. happened like yeah, yeah that's yeah. why i think how do you get to a happy ending other side and it's yeah. not a, not as much conflict and i think you know yeah films have a lot of conflict so it works i like it a lot i think it's very i think revenge of the sith is the most concentrated visual tapestry of star wars like out of all the films i think it's just so concentrated it's probably my best description of that. It's like, you know, war, starfighter battles, lightsaber fights, yeah. non politics yeah. and, and scheming. It's it's yeah. incredible. It's like a wild ride. It's a wild ride. I remember seeing ride. that in the theater and just being yeah. like, it starts yeah. second one, you're you're in action. Yep. <laughs> yeah. In the, so yeah. much so that even R2 is in, it gets an action yeah. scene. <laughs> right. The only reason it's not higher up on my like favorites list is because it's just so gut wrenching, which is, uh, you know, when fun. Anakin falls and it's so you just don't want to believe that it could happen um, or I don't want to believe that it could happen. And all these things keep going the wrong way and, and it, it ends up happening every time. And it's it's I don't know, <laughs> it, it grinds my gears in a ways that like, you know, also um, The Last Jedi is sort of tough for a lot of the similar reasons, but it doesn't that doesn't bother it. It doesn't viscerally hurt me as much as, you know, watching Anakin fall. It's it's the, the middle of a trilogy, right? As opposed right. to the end of a trilogy. So you're right. always left at the end of The Last Jedi with hope, at least like right. maybe yeah. that maybe it'll all turn out OK. But yeah. I, I, you know, 
I, Revenge of the Sith will always be at the bottom. Well, no, I won't say always. I haven't seen every single Star Star Wars movie that's come <laughs> out, but it'll it, it's for a long for at least with everything that's come out, it's always going to be the bottom of my list. But I always get hard. It's always hard with that because just because something's at the bottom of my list doesn't mean yeah. I don't love it dearly. Yeah. It would happily sit down and watch it right now. Oh. Like, I would. I love that movie, but it's just it definitely is not my. Yeah, it's a glum. Yeah, I was I was so excited to watch that, like the last four episodes of um, Clone Wars, uh, which parallels uh, Revenge of the Sith and back to back. And I did that and it was like one of my saddest days. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a one two punch of just like, oh, oh. Uh, but but there it was a fun ride. I mean, they're they're amazing movies and just really emotional and, and super. Another yes. great Filoni moment there. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, dude. Well, I think uh, we covered the uh, infinities for the prequels. That was uh, fairly concise for us. Uh, Over the but, age of rebellion soon enough. Yeah, yeah. that's soon enough. Well, you know, this sort of came out of nowhere, but this is a fun little thing. I'm sure um, in the next few weeks we'll do it. Pretty sure next week we're going to do uh, the our review of Shadowfall. Yeah, uh, yeah Shadowfall. Absolutely. So. If you haven't read that yet, um, plow uh, right into it. And um, it, you know, I've read zero percent since last time we talked. Oh boy! <laughs> well, get to work there, Adam. It's a we'll fun do. ride. It's a I'll fun ride. I really enjoyed I the first quarter I read. You know a lot of characters, Adam. So yeah, you, yeah. You know, not you know. for lack of interest or lack of enjoyment. Yeah, oh, it's, it's action packed as well. I, I ended up reading it in two days. It's yeah. you know, or two sittings, and um, it's it's a it's a it's a fun. If you got some time to read, it's a fun read. It's good beach yeah, read, definitely. Um, or you know, good social distancing read if that's your right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, read that with us. Um, thanks very much for listening, and um, we will catch you next time. And, reading uh, Raptor <laughs> for so much reading Raptor, <laughs> and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you.